0: So when it comes to photography, when I bought my very first camera to garage sale in 2002, the easiest way for me to get film was to jump over to the local loblaws, head into the President's Choice Photo Lab, and buy their PC branded film. Well, as it turns out, it was Fuji. So yes, rebrands, they're nothing new. So today we're digging in to the Clone Wars. <music>
1: Welcome to the Classic Camera Revival, coming to you from the Greater Toronto-Hamilton region of Ontario, Canada. If you don't have gear acquisition syndrome now, you most likely will by the end of the episode. So one thing
0: of late that has definitely been sparking outrage, conversation, discussion in a lot of online photography groups is the Idea of rebranding films. And a lot of people see it as a good thing. A lot of people see it as a bad thing. We like rebranded films because not only does it support the original film manufacturers, but also these people who have worked hard to build their own brand. And one friend of the podcast, Stephen Dowling, um, Cosmophoto, has probably one of the nicest looking. Boxes of rebranded Fomapan film. FPP has their successful monster line of films, which is both Svema and Foma films, and of course Easy Four Hundred from New Classic, which is Fomapan Four Hundred, and Orwo products being brought out um, by Lomography in their Kino lines. It really makes it super accessible for. Um, for the masses for the public it gets it out into markets where normally wouldn't so today we're going to sit around and talk about rebranded films and not only that but developer clones because that's another huge thing so let's talk
2: excellent well i gotta say i'm a big fan of cosmo photo uh mono which is rebranded um Pan 100 (laughs) for crying out loud um and uh i gotta say uh one of the coolest things about the Cosmo Photo Mono is the box. It looks really cool. It's
1: the, design, very, uh, the package design is first rate. Like, honestly, yeah, the graphic designer, whoever did that, did their homework. And you know what? I, I've chatted with Stephen about Cosmo Mono. It's a no-lose for FOMA pin because the way they look at it, saying, like, okay, so FOMA 100 winds up in another channel in places we're probably not going to get to. like. Cosmo Model 100 winds up in weird, obscure little shops in Portugal, whereas FOMA may not have a distribution channel directly in Portugal, uh, for a sake of argument. And it's it's sort of like, I don't know, there are people out there that bitch and complain about, you know, rebranded film, and it's like, uh, first world problems. It's like, again, as Alex has pointed out, Loblaws, Shoppers Drug Mart in the States, chances are Walgreens, Rite Aid, et cetera, and so forth. Had their own line of drugstore film, which was either Kodak or Fuji or Ferrania or who knows who. Agfa. Way back when, a day. Yeah.
2: yeah, look at Agfa.
3: Yeah, I'm willing to bet that Blacks didn't make their own film. <laughs> I would,
2: I <laughs> no, would bet Blacks was on blacks. that for sure.
1: Fuji yeah. too. Yep, Fuji uh, owned Blacks for a while.
2: Well, you know it's mm-hmm. interesting. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no shortage of outrage in our society today. Today, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, Go on social media. You can find nine thousand people outraged in the last three minutes for no reason. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't get uh, where the outrage comes from for rebranded films. It's really not. I don't see how it's hurting anything whatsoever. It's it's increasing accessibility, and if you pay a little bit of a premium on the price, because you know uh, restellers uh, or rebranders are investing into smaller distribution channels and making the film available. They're spending a little bit of money on their own branding and packaging and that sort of thing. And well, of course, the cost of hosting it on, on their own websites and whatnot. So be it. Well, you know, well it, look at
1: look at the lomo great. look at the lomo kino movie uh, films. Like Potsdam Berlin, like unless you're a crazed bulk loader like myself with a couple of Lloyds or a Bob and Quick or what have you you're not going to be buying Oro UN-54 or N-74 because that's only available in 30-meter or 100-foot yeah. rolls. Whereas with Potsdam in Berlin, you can buy it in 36 exposure cartridges or in 120, which is like the only way you're going to get both those films at the moment. Oh, yeah. That's
2: how I, that's how I buy my Potsdam. I, 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 or how I buy my Oro UN-54 is I buy Potsdam because I am not going to shoot 30 meters of 135 film anytime soon
0: and plus you also have the ultra low offering so the phantom 8 and babylon 12 which is copy film and i love the results i got out of those and again i i don't bulk load and it would be very difficult for me to Mm. shoot a hundred foot i love switching it up a little i like a like a good variety of my film stocks
2: yeah i you know and i I think that's such a great point alex And, and one of the things too is you know one of the nature that or the nature of several film photographers is is the need to experiment and the joy that they get out of it like before film photography there was just photography um it just happened to be on film and uh you picked a stock and you stuck with it like there wasn't that hobbyist nature of experimentation you know in you know years when i was growing up it was just photography and you you were looking for consistency so you shot the same brand over and over again use the same developer the same lab the same processing configuration or whatever you did you did the same thing over and over again because it gave you consistent results but you know, it's a different world today, you want consistency, a lot of people will find that in the digital world. And that's cool. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But one of the the main drivers or attractions to shooting film is the ability to do different things, because it's cool. And, Mm. you know, you want to mix it up and just kind of see what what comes out, you're not you're not in it to make money in a very direct sense, you're you're there to experiment and explore the art form and see if you can discover something new, you know, like, Lots of people mix up different developers. They mix their own chemicals. They, Mm. you know, they soup films differently. They expose at different ISOs and things like that. So I think having, you know, Lomography, um, Cosmophoto, everybody like Agfa, you know, just pushing out different things, you know, the same film, but like to every corner of the globe allows you to do that. And hey, Mm. why not? Why not support that?
0: absolutely and again film photography uh podcast i mean ccr wouldn't exist if it wasn't for them and yeah their monster line of films is just right on brand with that b movie yeah. that classic horror that mike rosso was so involved G-Z
1: in 70s joseph sarno euro grindhouse yeah exactly yeah i again one one uh film some people call it a rebrand but it's uh Japan uh, Bellamy's Street Pan 400. Oh, well, right. Pan yeah. Camera Hunter's oh, Street yeah. Pan 400. I started shooting that again. I bought like two bricks of the stuff. And I've been sort of like, I'm sort of going in and like, let's dial in the sweet spot with this film. So I'm now shooting it around 250 ISO processing in D76. I just love what I'm getting <sighs> out of it. And no, it is not rebranded retro 400S. No. no, nope. Not even close.
2: No, it's it started off as a rebrand and then it was clean.
1: Yeah. Right. oh yeah and which it's which like makes it poly- a new
2: emulsion so.
1: it's a new emulsion the polyester base is thicker than the retro 400s and mm-hmm. the consistency is much more there yeah it's not the cheapest film on the market but yeah i'll gladly drop money for this absolutely uh, well, I mean, another-, another
0: great pillar of the um photography community
1: and i really like lomo 400 they're c41 they're they're regular not to be confused with the turquoise the purple and Mm -hmm. i know the aubergine uh just the regular you know 400 speed color film because right now ultramax 400 is rarer than hen's teeth out there i'm gonna be honest with you i think it's probably rebranded ultramax for all i know (laughs) Mm. yeah Yeah,
4: and that's that's
1: okay Yeah, I'm okay with that. And it's like, yeah, I don't care. I'm getting the same look. So what
4: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was just going to say that I think that for a lot of people where they get real picky about it is when it comes to price. Um, so, you know, the cost of everything's going up, the cost of your groceries is going up, uh, gas film, whatever it's all going up. Right. We're not arguing that point. So I think that where they have a hard time with it is because you're taking like an original emulsion, rebranding it and charging more. But what people aren't realizing is that when you buy, like, let's say Lomography, they're buying, uh, or, you know, Sinistil, they're buying Kodak film doing their own thing to it, putting their brand on it and selling it maybe at a little bit more of a premium. But the thing is, is that they're either transforming it or they're, you know, like, as mentioned earlier, they're putting money into building their brand. Uh, You know, it's just like us on the farm. To be able to sell our products, yes, we have some stores where we sell our teas to directly. And so then they just have to put it on the shelves, put their price, and the customer gets that price. Obviously, at a bit of a markup, because that's how a store is going to work. Uh, Some of our stuff is sold through distributors. So there is another person who's got You know, I don't want to say got their hands in it because that just sounds negative, but you know, that's another person who's doing their own thing. So then the price goes up a little bit more. So, you know, that's just what happens in Mm. the business. It's nothing shady, it's not sketchy, it's not bad business practice, even. It's literally just the way things are. And to take all that time and effort to Build your brand and to build it into something that people are like, yes, I want to get behind that. You know, of course, Cine is still, I could buy Vision 3 film and remove the RemJet myself and develop it, and everything would be all hunky dory. Or I could just pay a little extra because let's face it, I am lazy <laughs> and get an. Extremely awesome film. Like Mm. the quality is still there, so it's not like you are paying for less quality. They've just done the work for me, which is amazing, brilliant.
0: Brilliant. Yeah,
1: who really? And
0: again, we are we are helping out a fellow podcaster, Andre Dominguez, over at Negative Positives. He works for Cinestill. He works his butt off for that company. Exactly, and if it wasn't for Cinestill, I would never have enjoyed Kodak D ninety six.
1: Well, yep. and again, Sinister also, you know, for those who love Eastman double-axe, not everyone's keen on oh, yeah. like decanting down from a 400-foot roll of Eastman double-axe. I, I mean, did. like, could you imagine... Quite- yeah, the cost. And we of so appreciate you that doing that, price, John.
4: I was going to say thank you, John.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> my, John my fridge I, is
4: well stocked because of you.
1: <laughs> I look forward to the next run. Me um, yeah. too. Yeah, but still, it sort of comes down to it. It's like you know, Cine still fills a niche. Also, Sinus still selling Eastman Double X in 120. Yeah, man. Oh.
0: Exactly, and it's beautiful. They're, the,
1: they're basically it, Kodak. Kodak, Larris ain't selling Eastman Double X in 120. It's a well, good. Apparently, friends. they don't know how to
2: make money at Alaris. I have no idea, other than <laughs> you know, charging ridiculous surcharges to Canadian uh, clients. But uh, you know,
1: well, it's sort of like uh, we, you know, I, I, as much as you know, I have, I have many opinions on Kodak Alaris and certain business decisions they've made in the past decade or so. But you know, at this ain't the time or place for it. Uh Yeah, so you know, since stills. Filling that niche and saying, "Hey, you want Eastman Double X and 120? Well, they're your guys. Here you go." And they're happy to, you know, uh, uh, to quote the old cliche, "Operators are standing by." Okay, it's Andre at the other end in a <laughs> diaper. You know, and can I can I go home now?
0: <laughs> uh, you just have to watch out; he may fall asleep on the line.
1: Ow. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Ow. Ow, that's harsh. What right, I Jay. can't
3: figure out is, you know, the people getting their knickers in a knot about, uh, you know, the, the clones is, is if if someone bought everything up, put their own label on it, doubled the price and became a monopoly for, for a certain film stock. Yeah, I could see people getting ticked off. But for most of the stuff, you know, yeah, you can buy Potsdam or you can buy UN54 people's choices are not being affected no so mm-hmm. i really just don't understand like maybe there are just some people who aren't happy unless they're unhappy I and think i think so. there are people like that I in every hobby on yeah but uh, i just oh yeah the thought process just makes absolutely zero sense what's yep. wrong little variety and some fun with yeah, well, uh, marketing. exactly it, it helps the ho- it helps the hobby survive yeah, yeah and, and it attracts and it
4: attracts new people too. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm sure Lomography's products, whether you like them or not, have attracted a lot of new shooters because all of a sudden there's a company coming along saying, "Here are all these crazy films and crazy cameras and, you know, whether you want lo-fi or you want to take these films and put them into your your Hasselblad or your Rolleiflex or your Mamiya RB67, whatever." You know, you can get all kinds of ridiculous results depending on what you want to do with it. All of a sudden, it unleashed so much creative mm. freedom that even for me, who's been shooting film my whole life, uh, you know, I only seriously say like the last six, seven years. But, you know, since I discovered Lomography products, I just feel like there's so much creative potential in there that is just ready to like explode. And I've been experimenting with expired films and stuff. So I could just imagine what it did for a lot of new shooters coming along.
1: The one Lomography film, I wish they had a ton more of, I regret not buying more of, is the F-squared 400. Yes. I know. Which was that's uh, which is basically Ferrania Solaris 400 left in a freezer for 12 years. Mm. I had fun shooting with that film. Yes, it was grainy. Yes, the colors were wild. I loved it. It <laughs> just had a certain look to it that it kind of like, Oh yeah, I dig this. It works. Like, you know, you, yeah, you, you, I, you choose I'm a the subject of matter of, for it and run with it.
2: Yeah. I'm a big fan of Lomography as well. I really like their, uh, their X pro, uh, slide film. I don't cross process mine. I do it in E6 and it, it, it's becoming harder and harder to find. I think yeah. it's, um,
0: it's, I think uh, it's Agfa.
2: stock is Agfa RSX, right? So, uh, I,
0: yeah, I, I believe so.
2: Yeah. Like RSX 200 or something, but, I mean, yeah. y- and you can't find, obviously, you can't get AG for RSX anymore, but you can still find Lomography um, X-Pro. X-Pro, yeah. You know, and oh, uh, wow. I, I think the slide, like, it's just, it's cool. Like, it's just, you know, the, it's got some interesting color shifts, mm-hmm. like stuff that you just wouldn't get buying a $21 roll of uh, E100. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you think Lomography is expensive, go buy yourself a roll of Ectochrome.
0: <laughs> yeah. And and then you have have companies like uh, Photo Impacts who got their start as rebranding film. So Photo Impacts um, started in 96 and they basically filled the gap when the uh, when the Iron Curtain fell and was able to get those uh, Eastern European films. So Fort and uh, Fort yeah, out of um, former Soviet Soviet bloc countries. And they even started getting EFCA to rebrand to Adox <laughs> to to the Adox CHS line. And take a look where where Photoempex then has gone. Now they they have their own coding machines. They reintroduce CHS one hundred, which is a brilliant film. They have all the intellectual property from from Agfa, which is why we can get um, Atomol forty nine. And ADOX Rodenol, which is the 2004 formula, fx 392 and even an x clone, X-T3, yep. which is based on the 2019 formula and is brilliant. And now they're producing like a home reversal kit, ADOX Scala.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, getting back to that CHS-100 again, it's like, yeah, FG was making it for a whole bunch of years, but there was on... Ancient equipment they bought from the original ADOX (laughs) in Germany. So literally FG stopped making film because the machines themselves broke down and they couldn't make any spare parts. So Mirko and the gang at Photo Impacts basically took the recipe. They had access to a coating line, and now you've got this adox slash FG one hundred, but it's got quality control. (laughs) but it's not the love
3: yeah
1: quality control is a great thing believe me because F. G. yeah there's like i say it was a 1950s film in the early zero zeros and we'll leave it that (laughs) pretty much i i hey
2: i i like fd 100 i think it's uh it's like a bowl of cornflakes and who doesn't enjoy a bowl of cornflakes in the morning
0: (laughs) Mm. (laughs) yeah but
2: (laughs) a little bit of grain never hurt anyone keeps you regular no yep <laughs>
1: and then again, you've even got like uh, again, Agfa is still making films for other people, like Roli, Uh
0: Yeah, all the Rolie film is um, is produced by Agfa, and I think Street Pan is even made by Agfa.
1: I think so. You're right. Yeah,
3: and no one complains about that.
1: Or nope. even Across One Hundred Mark Two is coded in England
2: Mm-hmm. by.
1: Hmm. 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 Who could they got be? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we know who.
2: And then, of course, there's the whole Kentmere mystery. So,
1: oh yeah, kind of oh, like and- the what? What gets the caramel inside the caramel bar? <laughs> Ultrafine. <laughs>
2: oh, there's I, another I, mystery too.
1: Yeah, and meanwhile, like people love that film, and hopefully, mm-hmm. in person, you know, photography schools can reopen so they can start making more of that stuff. Yep, oh, yeah, then and yeah. then again, and then again, good our good friend Stephen Dowling has got his Agent Shadow project. Which, oh, it, I
4: can't wait for that. That's
0: right, yeah, I'm looking forward to that film too.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
4: yeah, well, thanks to Stephen Dowling. Um, like oddly enough, Fomapan was not available in Montreal, I had to import it from BNH um, until Cosmophoto came along, and that seems crazy. Because it's Montreal, which is still, you know, we're not like a backwards town here. <laughs> you get
1: it from <laughs> what? I thought I thought I thought oh, Argent- carried it.
4: Oh, maybe, but I didn't know Argentix then. Uh, oh. It wasn't. Yeah, it Shout wasn't out actually... to Our
2: good buddy Jacques.
3: Yeah, exactly. I, just bought a, I just bought a bunch C-A. of FOMO. I just bought a bunch of FOMO 100 and 120. He's got stock.
4: Oh yeah. So that's it. I didn't know about Ardentics until I met Bill actually. And before that, I would go to uh, some small places in, in town and uh and we just never had FOMA And then as soon as Cosmo Photo Mono came out, all of a sudden we had all the FOMA pans and Stephen Dowling stocks. So we just had all the film, which was really great. You know, if it weren't for yeah. people trying really hard to bring these out and about, you know, we wouldn't have these films. And, you know, someone, I forget who it was, but someone said earlier, you know, it's such a first world problem. I've even had comments from people, like people messaging me and saying like, oh, where can I find, you know, such and such film like Loma Chrome Purple or this film or that film? Because here in South Africa, I can't get it. Or here in Brazil, I can't get it. Or, you know, so... There's a lot of countries where people just can't get all these films, but maybe they're actually able to get the rebrands. And if those yeah. rebrands didn't exist, we couldn't get films into the hands of shooters. And that would be the biggest crime for me.
0: Absolutely. Yes. And we think we pay a lot. So <laughs> um, people in South Africa and the Middle East, just oh, yeah. the, the prices are crazy.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, if it comes to even country, yeah. yeah, and part of the problem is buying power. Because again, I'm thankful for the AM/FM program at Downtown Camera, but again, it's like yep, their inventory. I guess they're constantly trying to feed the metaphorical beast, and yeah, really. And one thing that they're
0: having trouble keeping in stock is color film. Like, oh yeah, actually, I know they've they've gone to um oh what's the name? Asturum to see if he could uh, restart getting the uh, Sfema 125 back up and running.
2: Oh, I like I dig Sfema 125. Oh, that's yeah. That's a
0: gorgeous film. Yeah. And and the guy's like, well, yeah, but you've got a million bucks <laughs> <laughs> to uh, to get that that product up and running. That's
2: the weird that's thing. i so F3 for a million bucks. <laughs> oh,
0: God, yeah. Kidding. We <laughs> love the people at downtown. We Canada. do. I Shout just out to around. them.
2: They're, they're, they, they are. are Right they're people? a beacon of goodness over there i, I dig the staff
1: yeah. oh yeah the mm-hmm. staff at downtown camera are the or the or the bomb uh I, I look forward to shopping in person again yeah but again, again it comes down to a color film is like even rebranded or not like i managed to score some like uh the lomo 400 c41 and I i started taking part in the frugal film project for 2022 and it's like oh nice and I, silly me, say, oh, yeah, I'll use Ultra Max 400. Then I kind of stopped and going, oh shit, I only got six rolls of this stuff. <laughs> so I got, so if I'm shooting one roll a month, I got six months' supply. So I got to find. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll keep, yeah, I'll
0: definitely keep an eye out for you, Bill. Yeah, I just I I got
1: see. six rolls, thirty-six. So I, I and twelve rolls of thirty-six for the year—that's no problem. I got, I've got till about June. <laughs> <laughs> But again, yeah, it's sort of like uh, I'll be keeping an eye out. But again, it's like sell the shoot the rebranded stuff. Well, yeah, I'm probably going to stick to the spirit. Yeah, the, what was originally on the on the canister and mm-hmm. be the good little participant. But again, that's part of the problem. And I don't know; it, it's a tough one because black and white film you can get it pretty much anywhere. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah.
1: It's color film, and again, it's 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 really Kodak and Kodak. <laughs> Yeah. And a third company that starts with the letter K. Who could they be? And they're out of Rochester. So, chemistry wise, I've messed around with cloned X Tall.
4: I love Legacy Pro. Like the, um, I think they're the ones that also do the Echo Pro line.
3: Yeah, I've used that. That's great stuff. Mm -hmm.
4: I I, personally, I love the Echo Pro line mostly because being on the farm with like septic tanks and stuff, we have to be very careful of what ends up down our sink. So, even though like I dispose of, every chemical very safely um because i just can't let chemicals into the, go into the ground and on an organic farm yeah <laughs> i mean it would be very trace amounts or whatever but still i i try to be as as ecologically friendly as i can be uh even if film is not necess- you know the production of film is not necessarily ecologically friendly or processing it isn't i'm not going to get into that whole argument cuz that's just another you know <laughs> the at least there, are,
0: there are there are <laughs> but there are ways that we can dispose of things like i take exactly. my fixer to the household hazardous waste depot exactly. and they Same just here. happily accept it and without yeah. question
4: yeah and the good thing about the echo pro stuff is that i don't feel bad if some of it accidentally goes down the sink mm. and, yeah. and they, they're fantastic they have D d76 clone and i think they have an hc110 clone that yeah, one I haven't do. used yet, but the other two I have, and I love them.
2: I've you used know. the L one hundred and ten, and it's same results as HC one hundred and ten. It's there not as sturdy, but you know, or the, the old best stuff. That's for the best.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've used Clone D seventy six and Clone X tall, and no problem with either.
0: And there's actually a new company out of Alberta that has started producing um, septic safe developers. So they're called Flickfilm. They also sell um, re-rolled Kodak Vision 3 film, and they have C41E6 and ECN2 chemistry kits. Oh, cool. Yeah. So those, I haven't purchased any of those yet. They're definitely on my radar for later in the year. But the the two chemicals that I have purchased from them is um, the Classic MQ, which is a D76 clone. And... um, Black and white and green, which is perfectly septic safe. So you can just pour it down the drain and you're good. It's essentially liquid extol with the viscosity of old school HC-110 and the same staying power. And you mix it in one dilution, one dilution only, 1 to 49. And the times are about what D76, 1 to 2 are.
2: And so you don't yeah. have to mix up 5 liters of it.
0: Nope.
2: Okay. Because I'm a big fan of Xtol, I'm not a big fan of you know throwing away four liters of uh, of developer that I'm never going to use. So
0: you probably would do well with Adox XT3 then.
2: Hmm, I'll have to I'll have to put that one on a list.
0: Yeah, it you you'd have to order it directly from Germany right now. I don't think you can order it through any local suppliers, but you can get it in a one liter bottle.
2: Okay, I'll see if uh, I'll send an email to Jacques. Maybe he can uh, see if he wants to entertain yeah. importing that.
0: Well, he already does have uh, plenty of uh, ADOX products. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And for those in Canada that are looking for uh, any uh, of those clone products, especially the Legacy Pro, argentix.ca is an mm. excellent resource for that stuff, as well as the most of the ADOX line. Um, yep. FOMA films as well. And, you know, he does sell the occasional film that comes in yellow boxes. Um, oh, but,
0: plus uh, all the Roleye films as well. Oh, and the
2: Roleye films as well. Yeah, for sure. And you know, if you are looking to save money, um, you know, and we are all looking to save money. Who isn't? There is nothing wrong with clone developers, and and even if you have like kind of the generic clones. I mean, Kodak and Ilford have different names for the same film. You know, they've they've done that for years. You know, ID
0: eleven D seventy yeah, six Ilfatec uh-huh. HC HC one ten direct analogs of each other.
2: Yeah,
0: same dilution, same times for both. Yeah, and cheaper foma pan is available through um freestyle the arista line
2: exactly Mm. there you go and i believe b and h sells arista too don't they
0: yeah they do yes they do do. and even then they're they freestyle especially is really good at having excellent sales on um on foma products and their arista products as well so you can get foma pan for hunt um foma pan 100 200 and 400 for like maybe a buck
2: Oh yeah. Well even their sheet film is ridiculously uh inexpensive. Like I think mm-hmm. it's fifty bucks for 50 sheets of four x five in FOMA one hundred. So
0: yeah, a buck Canadian. a sheet. You don't you don't see that on fresh film in four no. x five.
2: No. So I know I'm not gonna convince Bill or John to shoot anything um that big anymore, but uh you know, you can entice them with hey, it's only a buck a sheet. <laughs> no they're just looking at me like screw off man
0: well, well definitely good for jess when she start finally starts shooting four by five.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah one day one day
2: well <laughs> when, intrepid, you come into, when you come been screen, jess, uh, i've got a i've got a uh, uh, a lovely not so lightweight uh seen her uh, p2 with your name <laughs> on it to
0: try. So oh, awesome. oh boy
4: so, so should I have Jody bring his wallet with him? <laughs> uh, yes,
1: absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. Jody.
2: <laughs> I don't even know why that was a question. That was basically an <laughs> assumption. But
4: uh, you, know. <laughs> well, you know, he's he's the busy banker, so yeah. There, there you, you go. Know. His, his wallet's fuller than mine is right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right now.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. One day, one day, YouTube will uh, YouTube fame will take off. And <laughs> don't worry, I I have no no uh, dreams of that one. <laughs> but who knows? Who knows? Well,
3: one thing like. we should mention about uh, clone is like, especially for development chemicals, is you can do your own cloning for some things. Like mm. uh, D ninety three mm-hmm. is a, is a great developer. Very easy to mix. Only has a couple of ingredients. D seventy six isn't that much harder, and then yeah. there are things like D ninety six. If you look around, there are lots of formularies out there, um, and there are places uh, that sell the, the the raw chemicals like the the metal or what, whatever that you need. So,
0: yeah, that's a photographer's ch- formulary yeah, let's would not forget about awesome. our friends
2: there.
3: Yeah, and
0: uh, Bostick and Sullivan as well. Yeah, but yeah, no. As as John mentioned, D twenty three is just like two chemicals and water d76 is one step up from that and d96 is another step up from that but as okay. always make sure you use proper safety and ppe when uh when mixing those
2: things up oh yes
4: i'll hmm. be honest i actually didn't know that so you're john you're telling me i can make my own chemicals now Your yeah. Oh. yeah
2: yeah
3: you got it now the formulas for some are still trade secrets <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of stuff that you can find the info for. Oh, oh that's
4: yeah. really
2: fascinating. Yeah, you can do your own homemade uh, ECN as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I interviewed, I, we interviewed a woman from a, you when I mean, we were doing talking about Olympus a few years back. What's her name? She was brewing her own ECN to chemistry at home. And granted, oh, yeah. in California, it's like, you know, I got mad respect for her. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's like cool you know that's that's definitely like yeah i'm off in that direction doing my thing i make my own ecn2 chemistry and that stuff is like, like i i don't process my color films I, i'm lucky to have burlington camera do it for me very cheap ecn2 is a different ball game altogether there's more steps involved but it's like you know our 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 guest she was doing it on her own she was doing it herself and she was shooting a lot with expired motion picture stock and getting a lot of dreamy shots of san francisco and it's like oh wow
0: (laughs) well i think that wraps it up for this episode until next time my name's alex Oakes, and the problems with clones is occasionally you might end up with a bad batch but sometimes those changes make it
1: worthwhile This is Bill Smith. I got nothing to say other than stay cool, shoot tons of film, be it branded or clone.
2: This is James Lee. Get out there, have some fun. Don't shit on anyone's ambition and just be happy.
4: This is Jess Hobbs. To quote one of my favorite movies, The Wedding Singer, they were clones.
3: (laughs) 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 And this is John Meadows. As uh, Shakespeare said, a rose by any other name will still smell as sweet. Don't sweat it.